0: boys and girls and prefer not to disclose back to the Undressing Underground Podcast Despite how I sound all the time including now I am not intoxicated with alcohol When I went back to edit today's episode, I uh, just could no longer stand the amount of slurring and spaciness present on my end. Well, I guess the spaciness isn't going away, but the slurring should, unless I am, and I can't tell right now while saying this. Fuck, I think I'm rambling more than usual. So, whatever. Today on the show is Kevin Kelly, the punk rock puppeteer from Philadelphia, behind all your favorite YouTube puppet shows with a few thousand views. Puppeted. Puppet? Jesus. Kevin. Kevin Kelly is behind the Fred YouTube channel's um, show, Stormy and Baker, which he did on a break from Welcome to Anadonia, which is what he's here promoting today. They are just starting work on season two, but... I didn't have any other interviews to put up, so that's what's going up now, up into your fucking brain things. So we talk about Adoni, we talk about the special fucking guests this season that you might want to hear about. Actually he only met just one guest this season, but it's a pretty big one. I don't know if it's been mentioned anywhere else but here publicly. So an exclusive that I will spoil on Twitter in the next day or two if you haven't already listened to this on Tuesday. Also due to my spaciness and drunken slurring uh, there were some parts I couldn't edit properly. So. There's just music from Kevin's brother's band, Snoozer, playing in those three parts. Um, so I guess the music's over. So Here's Kevin.
1: So podcasting is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> you need other well, people, but not as
0: much as filmmaking.
1: <laughs> well, I feel like you're kind of uh, narrowing down the, the caliber of person you're meeting, maybe. Yeah. Whereas in filmmaking, you'll meet a lot of people who are like, yeah, maybe I'm kind of into this. You know, I've sort of got one foot in this, one foot in like five other things. Right, because, because there's of a much you're more doing, to commitment to it. Yeah. you've like I've listened to your interviews, and you've like got people who are like, <laughs> their whole lives are what they're doing. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> or at least a large portion of their lives are what they're talking to you about
0: what's what I'm interested in is the people that are just like doing stuff without necessarily any real recognition, just that de- just yeah. dedicate their lives to make to like you Tom- picked the right person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is up with uh, your show? Like why haven't you given up yet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I don't have a good answer for that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, I haven't given up yet because I just started, really.
0: What do you mean, just
1: started? Like we just kind of started. If I'd been doing this for like ten years, and I was still at the place I was, maybe I should think about doing either doing something differently, or yeah. Well, that's it. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's
0: been half that pretty much. I mean, you, you actually you progress now, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I started doing comedy when I was 25, 26, really. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing puppets around the same time, but I didn't start doing Anedonia until 2011. That's when we started writing it and building everything. So how old were you then? Oh, oh man. I'm So now everybody's going to know how dumb I am. I was twenties. 20- <laughs> I can't, like, add and subtract. I can't either. I also just called it ab and subtract soda. <laughs> I, I think I mean, ab and subtract because, you know, I don't know what it is. I, sorry, I I, I think you're um,
0: 30, so, like...
1: I'm 30, yeah, so I was, like, 27, I guess.
0: <laughs> I don't know why a diver's could do
1: this math. It's
0: just, like, four years or something. It's not... Yeah, it's yeah. Been for,
1: I know why I can't do the math. Respect. I don't know what your excuse is. I mean, I'm drinking um, right now, so <laughs> I was... Just, I'm just
0: dumb. <laughs> well, I mean, I am, too, but then also, like... I got to. You're a, to
1: smart a... Guy. You're sharp guy. No. <laughs> okay. The pilot for Anadonia didn't come out till 2013. Okay. So that's kind of when I start counting.
0: Oh, wow. That's a pretty quick turnaround yeah. then.
1: Yeah. So it, the pilot didn't come out until last or two summers ago. <laughs> and then that fall, it was in the New York Television Festival. And then that winter, we began trying to figure out how to make it into a web series.
0: And why, the pilot was like a half hour long. Why did you decide to switch to such shorter
1: things? So the pilot was like at first, um, so, oh, so here's the thing. Is it okay if I like, uh, ramble? Cause I can ramble or I can like cut myself short, but I mean, if I don't.
0: <laughs> if you ramble too much, I can edit you down. It's fine. Okay.
1: All right. That's good. That's good. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the pilot was like 25 minutes. We cut it down to 19 20 minutes, something like that. And we did that because we just wanted to make a pilot for a TV show. And it kind of like works as a pilot or it, it's kind of a short movie. Like you can look at it as a short movie, I guess. Yeah. But it's a pilot. Um,
0: self-contained enough, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We introduce all the characters and you know, whatever. Anyway. Uh, the idea was that I, I started writing a bunch of scripts. I wrote like two seasons worth of like 25, 20 minute episodes
0: You wrote the full episodes?
1: Yeah, we wrote uh, Adam, who wrote the pilot, was one of the writers in the pilot with me. And then Jeff and I would get together and we would just like kind of write and work on the world and everything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was just like really big and and really expansive and it would have required so much money, so much work. And it would have just been, it was unreasonable to do independently. Mm -hmm. So I've just been really lucky to work with a bunch of fantastic, like really talented, smarter than me people. (laughs) And I talked to some of those, some of them being uh, Kevin Gallagher at Woodshop Films and Paul Cigiani, who is um, co-writer and co-director on the new season. Um, And he also worked on the pilot. Uh, Paul Paul and Kevin both worked on the pilot. Paul co-wrote some of the pilot. Uh, He co-wrote the pilot and he edited it for us. Oh, wow. um, yeah, Paul was my my kind of like. Uh, he he was one of the der- one of the people I worked with in comedy. Okay, and I'm just sounding so dumb right now. No, um,
0: you sound fine. You like you mean like sketch comedy, like around the city.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Paul was one of the first people I met. Um, Paul and Greg Gethard—they were the two people who were like really supportive and helpful when I started doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and. I don't know what I was saying. Uh, Anyway, um, Paul and Kevin Gallagher. Yeah. They kind of approached me and they said, uh, they didn't approach me. I was talking to them about it. (laughs) Make that sound more important than it actually was. Sorry. Um, everybody's okay. nobody's gonna hear this anyway it doesn't matter our nope. friends are gonna hear it and they're gonna be like Kevin only is if
0: you tell them about it I, I don't tell true. them yeah I don't I tell don't anybody tell to <laughs> yeah they're gonna hear it anyway like, Kevin's just as dumb as I thought he'd be you can just hear him through the atmosphere <laughs> I don't know
1: yeah they'll just absorb that <laughs> yeah. uh, that thought you'll just be um, walking
0: through Bryn Mawr just repeating everything you said
1: yeah <laughs> um, so we talked about doing it we talked about doing, uh, I think, like, five or eight 20-minute episodes. And Paul came up with a budget that was, like, $250,000. Holy shit. Which is, like, conservative. Yeah, it's not a lot, but it's no. lot awesome. yeah, you don't have any money. <laughs> when you're poor and Yeah, you're living out of your car, yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. Um, yeah, you were actually living out of your
0: car at the time, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was living. Yeah, I was. I remember okay. you, like. I, think, I, I don't think you picked me. I don't think I could fit in your car at the time when yeah, we met at a bar. And you just had all your stuff there. And you're like, is it safe for me to leave all of my worldly possessions on this block?
1: <laughs> Which was mainly like, yeah, my computer, my car, and uh, all my clothes and uh, books and stuff. Right. Like, yeah, I think it was a lot of uh, puppet material and, and like my uh, craft stuff. Craft stuff. Like the fur and the fabric and everything I make puppets with um so yeah uh you're
0: so clearly exhausted from all this
1: (laughs) oh yeah i'm I'm just uh, (laughs) (laughs) no it's like a good exhaustion oh i know i know you uh, yeah but like um i don't realize how it's like that like i'm either like at 100 or i'm dead at nothing and i'm just like depressed and
0: yeah, I totally recommend. Too inward.
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> I, yeah. You 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 know.
0: Yeah, I know how you can be.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I meant like yeah, you've you've seen that, but you've yeah. probably also like experienced. I feel like you've experienced that yourself, you know. Oh, totally. But, like, yeah. Hard to but, my drink like,
0: coffee.
1: Yeah, well, that's why I stopped. Like, I stopped drinking coffee for a while because I was like, just too, all over the place. Yeah. Um, and like caffeine wasn't helping at all.
0: Not even with the project, because, like, I feel like your character is so manic in the show, like, you would need to be at Scram. that place. Yeah, Scram. Yeah.
1: Scram is, like, was originally just based on me when I was, like, <laughs> a teenager. And then I realized, like, oh, I haven't changed. Yeah, this. I was going to say, has it really <laughs> that any different? <laughs> I'm just not. The only difference is that I'm not, like, manipulative like him. Okay. Um, we, the more we do this project, the more people say it's amazing... Um, how you you get these people to come and work on the show and do these things for no money? And I've really, you know, when people <laughs> when someone says something to me, it may or may not sink in. When someone says something to me many times, then I like get paranoid about it. And I'm like, what does that <laughs> I mean? What are they trying to say to me? Uh, so I kind of thought about that, and I thought like, well, I'm not like actively, you know, I'm not like forcing anybody to. do it. I'm not like making anybody do this right It's really just like I think years of meeting people and then finding the right finding the right project, I guess that I wanted to work on, and everybody kind of responds to that. Yeah, and I kind of equate it to Tom Sawyer painting the fence that fucking rules. Kent just showed me. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but like we have like all oh. these scenes that fucking that's awesome, Kent. Thank you. Wait, is that, all to- these, is that a toy or is that for the show? This is stop motion scram puppet. Oh my God. So in the new season, there's a bunch of stop motion. Every time we go to an exterior shot, we're going to go, or not every time we go to, every time we go to a wide exterior shot, we are having, um, the puppets and the actors in these stop motion environments. Yeah. We have all these, uh, we have this artist, Kent Borsma, who's <laughs> incredible make these um, stop motion puppets of all the characters. Yes. Like one of the goals with this season was to um, have as many practical kind of effects as possible Hmm. and different styles of animation and puppetry.
0: What do you mean by practical effects outside of the stop motion, obviously the puppets?
1: Uh, So there's like a few, we made it kind of gory, like kind of like fun gory. (laughs) Yeah, um, like just because grindhouse gory sort of, kind of like Evil Dead. Yeah, a little bit too gory, like um, silly gory, right? Where like people's eyes are getting popped out of their heads and flying across the room and landing in somebody's mouth, sort of thing. You know, and like the
0: blood is like red, not black.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like so we have in the other room, I have these like uh, little <laughs> organs. Uh, for one of the puppets who gets ripped up and torn apart. And we have like these silly little like clay organs and we're going to mix that with like uh, glitter and red paint and like uh, fur or fabric guts to make it really kind of silly. Like if Sesame Street, somebody just walked into Sesame Street like gutted Oscar the Grouch and pulled out his small intestines.
0: For some reason, I feel like I've seen something like this on Nickelodeon, but that doesn't seem likely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nickelodeon used to have a lot of really intense stuff like that when we were younger.
0: It did, but I I feel like the stop-motion puppetry stuff never went that far.
1: (laughs) No. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Um, uh, I mean, Ren and Stimpy was really intense. I remember being a kid and being like, oh, no, Ren and Stimpy is too much for me. <laughs>
0: oh, my mom wouldn't let me watch it. Like, I could yeah, watch anything yeah. else on Nickelodeon but Ren and Stimpy.
1: <laughs> we, yeah, we weren't we were allowed to watch The Simpsons, but we weren't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy.
0: <laughs> I was allowed to watch South Park,
1: but not The Simpsons. <laughs> I, think I, I think I, like, was able to... When did South Park come out? Like, 1997? Yeah, something like that. 1998, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, late 90s. I think I I was, like, early teens. I was, like, 13 or 14 or something.
0: Holy shit, I was, like,
1: 10 then. Yeah, I was able to, like, hide it, I think, a little better from my mom at that point, what I was watching. (laughs) I think she'd be like, I don't want you to watch that. And I learned I could lie at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: If you have a TV in another
1: room, you (laughs) can go into that room. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to go down to the basement and, you know... Watch porn, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. watch, you know, uh, Real Sex or yeah, yeah. Taxi Cab Confessions.
0: You could go watch whatever's on HBO at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah.
1: I used to, so I used to watch like, uh, when I was a kid, I'd watch Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually my parents would stay up and watch it too. And they'd fall asleep halfway through and then I would just stay up and keep watching, you know, like some awful... Uh, thing on HBO or Cinemax or you know one of those channels or like um what was it called Bravo
0: <laughs> Bravo to Bravo e, e, sh- e, okay.
1: the e-channel yeah the e-channel used to have like weird like documentaries on porn stars do you remember that maybe I'm making that up
0: no I mean it sounds like the 90s <laughs> I just can't picture it though
1: Yeah, yeah it was very tasteful yeah. Classic. but wait you
0: would just watch that with your parents in the room like right behind you still oh no
1: no, okay. I wasn't that <laughs> no, i like couldn't watch you know anything that was like intense or slightly you know subtly sexual around my parents i was no i know too...
0: but you just said like they would fall asleep halfway through sunday live so, moment, like, i think oh i guess behind yeah you. i was not clear
1: about that so yeah. like we would watch it and they'd either go to bed
0: Okay, they were they'd be
1: watching it upstairs, meaning like you better go to sleep after. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's
0: the? I mean, I hate to go off so quickly onto the other one, but what yes. happened with uh, the other YouTube show for Fred?
1: Was Is... oh, Stormy Baker? Yeah. Stormy Baker was um, my friend. I... He asked us to, to make the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yes, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, why wouldn't I?
0: It was cool. And it was like the most nineties thing I've Nickelodeon thing I've seen since nineties Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah, I, that was kind of our like goal is to make it look like or m- look and feel like something that would have been on um Snick. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah.
0: I mean yeah. I don't know if it's maybe like the Ozone, but I don't know about SNCC. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i forgot about that entirely yeah the snake was like the teenager stuff yeah okay yeah i guess it was yeah yeah no we wanted to make something that would be like uh that would be on uh nickelodeon when we were kids right and um they liked it i guess (laughs) well they put it on (laughs) and paid you (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah they put it on they paid me um but yeah and it was kind of one of those things where uh people are always iffy with puppets Mm mm-hmm the thing I hear a lot is people don't like puppets.
0: Really? I don't oh, think that's true. <laughs> well, <What?
1: laughs> okay. I, yeah. I, like, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, Sesame Street is still on the air and I feel like there's some, I mean, TV Funhouse only lasted one season. So that's not a good that example. That was by
1: choice though. Oh, it was? Uh, yeah. Apparently, um, that like they, they were going to be, re- or they were renewed or something, but I don't know if it was Dino's, or Robert Smigel. Huh. You know, I can't say his last name. That's why I, You know Stamatopoulos? Something like that. <laughs> the letter from Mr. Show. He's so fucking awesome.
0: I know. He's not going to hear this. Yeah. So it's not like he's going to care if we fuck him. No, his name. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Of
1: course not. But like he's... Oh, yeah. If you I'm... go back and watch Mr. Show and you listen to the commentary, uh, they always like make a big deal about which sketches he wrote
0: because oh, really? he only
1: wrote a handful for them. But they're like some of the funniest ones.
0: I know that. But I know like Moral Oral is like one of the best shows ever.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that show was so cool. Yeah. Did you see Dr. Frankenhall? Yeah, I saw
0: some of it. I mean it wasn't quite as good I didn't think, but it was still it fun. The same, yeah. But yeah, it
1: was yeah, it was exactly fun. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. I like that style of animation. I thought that was really neat. It was stop motion again, wasn't it? Uh yeah, it was. It was some kind of stop motion. Yeah. Are you needed? Uh, yeah. What's that? <laughs> Are you needed? No, there's just people who I don't know walking around in my in the building. Um, and I don't know why they're here late. And, um, why? Are, where are you exactly? I'm at the new puppet studio. Which uh, is, the new? What's that? Which is where? It is in Glenside. Oh. Glencoe, I guess technically, but it's like, do you know where the Keswick Theater is?
0: Oh wow, you're like out there. Yes. That's hard to get to. <laughs> It is very hard to get. To. <laughs> that theater is the most baffling part of Philly. It's just like, yeah. I mean, it's annoying to get to the the East Center, whatever it's called now. But like, yeah, the Keswick oh, is yeah. just it, fucking impossible.
1: It's it's just so tough to get out here. Like you're either taking six. I know this is for your podcast listeners, exciting stuff. But <laughs> six eleven or uh, what's the other one? Is it the Turnpike? Game? Oh, the. There's like, yeah, there's regional rail that comes out here. But. God, I fucking hate.
0: I love regional rail, but it's like the most classist bullshit. It's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it's the rail <laughs> that where you want to go to the suburbs, but you don't want anybody that's not. That doesn't have too much money to get so up to. The does, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember they like, keep jacking up the prices too. Yeah. And it's all going to be a total shitstorm this September when the Pope comes to visit.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> you didn't
1: know what's was happening. <laughs> Yeah, South Philly is going to implode on itself, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. You should yeah. Uh, bring
1: Scram. <laughs> I did that. We did that a few times. We went yeah. to like um, – well, I worked for – this was actually before I did the Comic-Con stuff for Stan Lee's social media thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did – we tried it. I think that was in the studio.
0: No, no, no. I thought I heard rain. Sorry. Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah, no. um, yeah. Hold the work, boys. <laughs> uh Sorry. Sorry for making a bad joke.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to uh, cut this down to two minutes anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Have, the thing that zines still have is like has such cool layouts
1: still cool layouts you know you get a bunch of cool artists to work on it yeah. the covers and stuff. um mm-hmm. and just, there's just a tangible thing about like somebody made this somebody cared enough to put this together yeah um and that's what i'll always be you know that's kind of what we're trying to do
0: right um, yeah you're sort of part of this resurgence in the culture of like a return to tactile things like vinyl and zines and stuff you're very much trying to eschew the the digital age in a way, even though you're also utilizing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's like, it's super cool because uh, I can make something like this puppet show. And then have like an immediate audience. And I know that I'm not saying anything revolutionary there, but it is really cool to be able to make indie television, like an indie web series, you know?
0: Yeah, it's like public access, but with more potential. (laughs) And also because you're like working on your own, you don't have to rely on like any rules or studios or anything. Like you have your own studio that you're shooting in with your own cameras. Like you can rely Mm -hmm. on
1: all your things for it. Well, I have my own is a very loose (laughs)
0: break. Yeah, but you're not relying on like some
1: no-budget studio. I have (laughs) somehow convinced a bunch of people to let me use space and their material and equipment and their time for free. But, yes, what you said is essentially
0: true. I also think that's part of, like like you were saying earlier about getting people to work on it somehow for free. I mean the fact is you, it's not like Ben Hickard now. Like you're not making any money off this one. Well, they're not like, no, no. Yeah. I, you're very much trying to create an environment because like, that's the thing with podcasts. I've realized too. It's like, it's these comedians on these podcasts and it's, and on a uh, Pete Holmes, like a couple of them have talked about, like I'll listen to you on this podcast, talking to somebody for two hours. And I'll realize we haven't talked for two hours in like two years. Yeah. I don't think I've,
1: when did you move? Um, two years ago <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah we haven't spoken in two years no, i saw have, you a few times yeah we uh, hung out and watched and... star wars
0: and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh the yeah. thing that was we saw the thing too oh
1: that was so much fun yeah
0: that yeah, fucking nose ring in the theater what's yeah, that the nose ring like
1: just... oh my god that blew everybody away <laughs> yeah That's how been,
0: i know i i've never seen it referenced anywhere still haven't nobody talks I,
1: about it yeah don't know what to think yeah <laughs> what, was that added digitally <laughs> is it a joke that just like the people who you know altered it or updated it for blu-ray put on there like it's just like or might, might just
0: be always in there and just like but like, i have to wonder like was john carpenter aware he had it like was it a thing it's like get rid of the fucking nose ring and the guy's like just uh, no <laughs> this is me <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. listen carpenter i don't change for anybody <laughs>
1: weird writing comedy dude it like sucks because it's really difficult and <laughs> it's really tough to do alone yeah uh, especially when you're not funny <laughs> it's I mean, like, don't i know it <laughs> yeah it's tough man yeah um but now i just try to write stuff that i think is silly more than anything else like stuff that makes me like i, I used to definitely try to write things to be smart <laughs> to like let people know that I was smart yeah and like that's funny sometimes most of the times it's just like it's like alright buddy get to the joke um, but now I just try to like be silly and goofy
0: so with anhedonia now you're not really trying to say anything you're just trying to
1: make people laugh I mean I think that I am the th- okay so if I'm I, the thing I'm saying is that um, I'm always commenting on what's going on with myself Okay. Um, almost always, everything that I do is has something to do with what I'm going through, which is like you know super egotistical, but that's just. <laughs> well, it's,
0: it's I, wow. I had a. It's your project in yeah. the end. So, I mean, everybody's so, bringing their thi- their shit to it in the end. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I have so many talented people and artists bringing yeah. this up to it, but um. I studied filmmaking from Paul Fillinger, who is a animator and like one of the godfathers i guess of uh independent animation
0: right can you explain how you know because like he's he, yeah he's an interesting guy
1: yeah he's a very interesting <laughs> guy he uh i knew him because he animated a uh, teeny super little guy from uh sesame street and it's like this like form of stop motion where he just animates on plastic cups and then like the cups move around whatever um that's how i knew him and
0: did you mention it was on sesame street though
1: yeah it was on sesame street
0: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i need to put a video of that on the blog because yeah like that's one of those things like it's kind of hard to describe but once you see it like you'll be like holy shit
1: (laughs) you if you can't i'll send you his email address and because you know you can find his email address on his website and, and not like you know disclosing anything um and you you might want to try to interview him really i don't know if i don't know if he'll agree but um i mean you could
0: just interview him and give it to me if you wanted
1: <laughs> yes, that's the thing with i don't this. know if he'd say yes to me either that's the thing
0: <laughs> i mean uh, he might may have a better chance but like that's the thing with this too like i said with zines like i'm totally open to just having other people's interviews put on it because like well,
1: he's just got such a fucking interesting story yeah um, and I don't think it's been, I think there was like a PBS documentary crew that followed him and his wife around for like a few months, a few years ago. But like, I don't think any really, there was nothing really big that came from it. He's like,
0: that happens. Very, very interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, and I found out that he lives in the suburbs of Philadelphia and he was putting out this movie called my dog tulip. Hmm. And I always wanted to learn how to animate and I dropped out of school. And I was kicked out of school. Um, several times <laughs> so I was like fuck it I'm not going back to school but I do need to learn how to do these things and that's kind of when I was like 25 26 and I was like I'm going to teach myself how to do everything now
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what I can't teach myself to do I'm going to try to find someone who can do it who can teach me and that's why that's when I started working at this puppet studio um, having these guys you know teach me the monkey boys productions yeah. Mark Michael and Mark they teach you know they've been teaching me how to build and do all these different things and um at the that, same time what's up? am sorry go ahead
0: well sorry was that where you first learned how to make puppets
1: i learned how to make puppets on my own with my friend jamila walgren who okay. is an amazing artist have you met jamila
0: yeah we met at uh joel hodgson at least i think
1: oh okay yeah. yeah yeah jamila is like the most talented person i think i've ever known she's one of those people who can just like look at something and know how to do it yeah um
0: it's one of the things i like about
1: jill too just she strikes me as the same kind of personality yeah. which just like I, yeah they just like zone in on something and they're like yep i can build that boat if i have to or if i, yeah. if I want to you know jameel the same way and um we started hanging out i think we, you know, we were actually dating at the time and i was like i want i've always wanted to build puppets and make a puppet show and she's like well fuck it let's just do it <laughs> and then i you know like when someone says that you're usually like oh okay It's cool that you, like, are into it, but, you know, that'll never happen. And then she just immediately figured out how to do it. She found this thing online. Uh, It's, like, Project Puppet Pattern, I think, where you can buy and download free puppet patterns. And that was, like, really how she and I built the first three puppets, uh, Scram, Artie, and Harry, for for Anadonia.
0: Are you still using those puppets?
1: We still use the first Harry because that was a pattern she designed, and she built him on her own off of a... Uh, drawing I did Okay. Um, so Harry is the same Scram and Artie we've changed Just because we've gotten better materials okay. And I kind of We're building Scram and Artie again for this Because in this new season they do a bunch of different things Like Artie's like Scram's floating through space And I've always wanted Scram to be bigger hmm. um, Just because He's in so many shots With Jeff and other humans That it's It's kind of like Difficult shooting – how do I say this? Um, so shooting humans and puppets is difficult no matter what. Yeah. But when you have a frame where you're – say you're shooting a person from their waist up and they're talking to a puppet. Right. Unless the puppet's in the foreground looking back at them – I'm like demonstrating for you right now. Uh, through video I chat yeah. If the puppet's like right next to the person, there's all this empty frame. Right. And like you can – if you have the time and the money to like fill that up with cool stuff in the background, then you can do that. But if you're just shooting in a fucking room where there's nothing, there's no production value. Yeah, It's just really just crappy looking. It just looks stupid. Do you know what I mean?
0: Right. And even the uh, Muppets, when they would have a situation like that and they wouldn't have much, they would still just have like, other puppets in the background but that involves more manpower and more puppets and oh
1: yeah 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 uh there's like like jim henson was a genius at like being able to fill a frame with stuff so you weren't like so you didn't realize that like you know um vincent price is just talking to some felt
0: right or else they have to like Um, lean over onto the table and talk to them like on their hand or something like and (laughs) it's like
1: granted they also were just brilliant puppeteers so they bring the characters to life like you know but he has like, and, a
0: lot of characters working with, like you have the same characters talking to each other over and over again. You can't just keep using the same tricks repeatedly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's frustrating to try to, it's actually funny because, so we're getting ready to shoot this new season and it's really big and there's a lot of stuff going on. And um, every time I go to storyboard a scene where it's just like <laughs> a couple of humans running around or like people with masks on, I like feel so like like this weight's been lifted off my shoulder yeah because i'm not thinking of all the limitations it's like okay well i'd like to have this character just walk from one side of the screen to the other but because it's a puppet that's going to be like (laughs) almost impossible and to have that puppet talk at the same time and like to be interacting with another character it's just like there's just so many different things that go into shooting puppets um
0: yeah, can you really have them, like, I imagine, I can picture, like, I guess the Muppets going from one side of the room to the other, but the camera is following them, I guess. Like, it's never, like, a still shot.
1: So there's a lot of still, sh- there's a lot of static shots, but, like, it's kind of, it's actually kind of, it's sometimes the opposite. So sometimes it's, it's really easy to have a static shot mm-hmm. with puppets, because the puppeteers are watching a monitor of what's being filmed. Right. So whenever we're puppeteering, we're watching, you know, the, the mirror, it's not, it's it's not the mirror opposite. It's just, we're watching the reverse of what's happening. So you always have to, even though this is kind of guerrilla filmmaking, it's like guerrilla filmmaking with like a, a serious handicap. Right. Because no matter what, we always need to set down monitors and we need to set up the frame so there's, there's all of that that goes into filming. Before you even start filming, you, you, you have to work all that crap out. Um, and it can be really frustrating. Right, it's because frustrating you have to keep the puppeteers out of the frame and the monitors out of the frame. And- <laughs> you have to keep the puppeteers out of the frame. You have to keep the, pu- the monitors out of the frame. You have to um, <laughs> make sure that the puppeteers are comfortable because it sucks Like I don't. When we shot the pilot, I was just lying on a dirty ass floor in a warehouse in South Philly the whole time, and everybody got so fucking sick. Um, And then you start filming, and it's like, all right, we might have to do five takes until you get this right. You know, like uh, that doesn't even, you know, that's something that is sometimes the most difficult thing, which is getting the actors to perform. Yeah, becomes like. Much more frustrating, I guess, when you've you've just spent 35 minutes trying to get um, everybody to where all their positions are, going through it. Um, I I hope I don't sound like I'm complaining because I fucking love this and this is all I want to do with my life. No, 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 because it's... it's, These are just like, I guess...
0: Anything people love, there's frustrations, but that's part of the appeal is getting past them.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like the most rewarding thing in the world... Uh, to like choreograph a really difficult scene and then to pull it off and then to be like, wow, we did that. That was cool.
0: What's like a um, really choreographed scene for you then
1: for something that we've done or something that we're going to do,
0: whatever. Just like, what's something really difficult that you're impressed? I guess impressed that you pulled off or impressed that you even think you're going to
1: pull off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first season i guess there wasn't really too much that was too difficult we kind of wrote it to be easy Mm -hmm. um to shoot at least um but in this new season there are a bunch of walk around puppets so it's like humans you know like the sweet like the sweetums puppet in the muppets that's like a person in a full body suit with a with a puppet head right um there's a few characters like that and they are going to be walking around interacting with humans in the same shots as just regular puppets. And that is um that is something that is going to be something that I haven't really done yet. And something that is that is like I'm excited about because it's going to be really cool. It's going to be fun to try to do. We have um
0: Well what's difficult about that?
1: When you're in that kind of a big puppet, you're you're relying on a little monitor. It's like this. That's like shoved up against your chest. And really, face. like inside the suit. Inside the suit. Oh wow. That's the only thing. Yeah, because because you're still puppeteering a puppet. You still. So the reason that the puppeteers have to see the monitors, um, there's many reasons. The yeah. main reasons are, they need to see their focus where they're looking at. Uh, they need to know that they're not drifting out of frame uh they need to you know um, i think i just named both of them actually <laughs> <laughs> there's no more reasons i lied i was wrong um no it, you know they they need to be able to see where they're going what they're doing um it's funny you you wouldn't notice it because there aren't really too many bad puppet videos i mean there's a bunch of bad puppet videos on youtube right if you watch like some of the early anadonia stuff it's like oh that's kind of wonky. <laughs> um, But for the most part, you don't notice when people are doing it well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Almost
0: like anything. Like, that's what
1: God says in Futurama. (laughs) What's that? That's what God says in Futurama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely right.
0: But so are they actually voicing the puppet in that moment too? Like, Mm -hmm. is it being recorded in that moment or is it ADR'd?
1: So... When I, so I'm storyboarding a lot of the season and I'm planning out which scenes I play the character Scram mm-hmm. and I am as I'm storyboarding it, I'm thinking like I'm going to be actually puppeteering it in the scene or someone or Mark Petrosino, who's one of the puppeteers. It's like, OK, maybe I think I'll have him puppeteer it in the scene so that I can do this. Um, so I can be behind the cameras cause it'll be easier for me to do this or Mark's a better puppeteer than I am. Hmm. So to have him do shots that are more difficult where Scram, you know, is like moving around a lot and needs his eyes like focused to stay and needs to, we need to do it in under five takes. Then I'll have Mark do it cause I know Mark will mail it or Michael cause I know Michael will mail it. Um,
0: So, originally your idea for Anadonia was for it to be a sort of, not sort of, just straight up a punk rock puppet show. Are you still sort of keeping that punk rock element to it?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's all, like, we still, you know, it's all DIY. You know, everything's made by local artists um, who are getting... Paid nothing to do this, you know. Well yeah, because it sounds we like it's paid. more
0: like hanging out than it is like work. Yeah, it,
1: like people get paid, you know, we we I buy them food and we pay them for gas okay. or transportation, you know. That's good. Um Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And I mean like we still have a bunch of uh Philly artists, uh, Philly musicians and like punk musicians involved. Um
0: like who do you mind if I ask? <laughs>
1: No, I don't mind if you ask. I just don't want to say it because we haven't filmed their scenes yet. I don't wanna like um
0: What about last season? Did you have anybody last season?
1: Oh yeah, last season we had the Dead Well, we had Rodney Anonymous Rodney Anonymous from the Dead Milkman, who's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh he was also in the pilot. He's just like really cool and like always down to do it. Yeah. Um so yeah, he's a lot of fun. He was he he like brings this like really awesome, cool energy each time he comes and set. And it like for me kind of sets the tone of the show. Yeah um we had connor mira from roy orbitron he came in and played the ghost of punk he was really good nice he was he was a lot of fun connor was like connor came in he's like i've never done anything like this before i've never acted before and i was like great that's (laughs) exactly yeah yeah it's more fun to have i mean like so jeff is an incredible actor right and a lot of actors who've worked with puppets and a lot of puppeteers say the same thing about jeff which is that he really sells talking to the puppets Because, and it's funny that, like, you wouldn't, again, not something you'd think about, because I didn't think about it, but Jeff (laughs) is so good and so natural that you don't realize that he's talking to the puppets like they're actual characters, like they're actual creatures in the room, and it's not not like he's, like, you know, talking to a puppet. Right. Um, And when we we did some, um, uh, what's it called? Auditions. (laughs) We did some auditions and it it wasn't until we had people come in and read with the puppet that I realized that that was a thing Um, Hmm. because Jeff was just so natural right off the bat at it that I didn't even think about it, I guess. Um, So yeah, I mean, as far as it being a punk rock puppet show, it's just, I don't know. My background is in punk music and.
0: Is that how you got Rodney anonymous? I just
1: wrote him an email. Really? saying hey hey! would you do this please
0: <laughs> Cause, like, I, I wasn't aware of him before but then like Jill's mom was talking about the seeing the Dead Milkman like back in the 80s or something and oh, yeah. yeah I think we have one of their records here maybe And
1: oh awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean they were one of my favorite bands they were kind of big for a while weren't they yeah I mean like they like Punk Rock Girl was a big hit in the late 80s I guess early 90s
0: yeah um, college radio at least what's that on college radio oh yeah, say, yeah 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 which yeah, is still a um, thing like that's how yeah. people make their names
1: yeah no they, i mean like so they're they're one of those bands where you find them in like a record shop because someone you know a friend or like some other band you like is like i listen to this you should check this out or whatever
0: are we allowed to talk about your like big special guest this
1: season we can because we just recorded him three hours ago really like that's why, that's another reason I'm so amped up right now. Yeah. Is that, uh, yeah, we just recorded Trace Bay from mystery science theater 3000 and I other space. Bull you. Bull you. Bull you. Know. Like oh, yeah. bowl you. Oh my God. I'm mean, going to sound such like a jackass. He was so, so fucking cool and sweet. Really? And nice. Yeah. And so great to work with. Like, yeah. So we like wrote it in his voice. Yeah. Because we just like, he was the person when we started writing this one character, we're like, Oh, it'd be, our dream would be to have Trace play this character, Trace Bo- Bay- Bayou. I think,
0: <laughs> I think it's Bayou. I'm not okay. totally sure about that, but I'm pretty
1: sure I heard that at some point. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you. I'm, yeah. really stupid saying. I'm pretty dumb.
0: It's whatever. Yeah. It's a real, it, the name is not phonetic at all. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we wrote it and we we're like, all right, so this is who we'd ideally love if we had like all the money in the world and like a real budget, and, like, uh, you know. You know, someone working as our, I guess, PR is how you would reach out to those people, to people, you know,
0: whatever. Casting, real, casting. Yeah. yeah, whatever real people use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As opposed to the fake people we use.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Which yeah. is just us as doing people, it. Emailing people I like and be like, hey, would you be in the show? Yeah, that's so what I've been you doing. Be like, making-
0: like, hey, yeah. I like your uh, Flat Earth books. You can you be in my podcast?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I sent him a message and he was very accommodating and very cool. And he liked the pilot. That was the thing. He saw the pilot. He really liked it. And he was wow. like, this looks like fun.
0: Did you send the pilot or do you see it on his own? I sent him the pilot. Oh, okay. I, sent him,
1: I said, this is what we've done. We're trying to do. This is a series. Would you be interested in voicing one of the characters? And he said, yes. So then it was just kind of like figuring out schedules. And, yeah. and earlier today we recorded him. We did like a Skype interview, kind of like how we're doing now. and You know, you don't really have to direct someone who like... <laughs> <laughs> is I don't know a professional yeah just script. yeah, yeah we we're just like yeah just please read it please thank you <laughs> please crow <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah yeah and it was so much fun and it was so cool um you- and he liked it a lot and he's like you know he's he plays this character that was like I said written for him and I'm just super fucking excited now to go film the puppet matching up uh, to his voice so the tracks
0: are you um avoiding saying what the character is?
1: Kind of, yeah. It's like
0: <laughs> it's okay. You he's don't have to say. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, no, it's fine. He's yeah. he's in like there's so there's eight episodes and I think he's in six. Wow. He's in that much of it? He is, but like he it's like spread across. Like he's really in like uh he's in a lot of the of the last three episodes, he's in those a lot. And then there's like it's seven. I don't know. Uh,
0: I mean, how long are these episodes they are like five minutes long, right?
1: They're going to be between five and 10 minutes each. So yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so he's in a significant amount of it at that point.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like he is a main character. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) It's very, very cool. Um, yeah, and then we have a bunch of other people lined up to film uh, their bits. A lot, like uh, a lot of really, really cool people who I'm also very excited about. Um, and uh, you know, after it's one of those things, you know, where like I want to just talk about it and I want to tell you, this wouldn't go up until then. This wouldn't go up until we've we've done the second half, right?
0: Um, this might go up
1: on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Then never <laughs> mind. All right, never mind. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, yeah. But I, then I just won't say anything. Um, but yeah, yeah that's no, fine. I'm, I'm really excited. But I mean, um, you want to talk
0: again later, anyway, so we can talk about the reception and stuff afterward. And... Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> but
1: I, I, and I'm not saying that because I think people will bail. Yeah, I'm saying it because nobody's getting paid for this, and like schedules are fucking insane and crazy. And the fact that people agree to do it in the first place is really, you know, just I very understand. generous and very cool. Yeah, uh, when you're, you're
0: working. With no budget and working underground, like everything is very delicate. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, yeah, no. I mean, like, I, I, there is no budget to this. Um, it's all money out of my pocket and out of some other, like uh, like I said, you know, like some other people in like Paul's pocket and the Monkey Boys put up all the materials and everything. Um, Erica Finkowski, who is just like this amazing artist and builds, she's building a lot of the stuff on her own. Um, you know, and it's like these 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 incredibly talented people just are willing to give their time and their efforts to do something that they're not getting paid for. They all just are working on it because they really like the project. Right. And I hate saying that because I, I don't hate saying it. I feel like <laughs> I when I say it, I feel like I'm bragging, right. which I'm not trying to do. I'm just trying to say how like good it feels how amazing it is right that these people are willing to do this for free
0: well i was trying to think earlier and i couldn't really articulate it's like i think when you're creative people like you like the people on your crew and everything and like i mean speaking from my personal experience like i don't really know how to hang out <laughs> so like <laughs> what i would do is i would make like these short films and stuff i would be like like, that's the reason I started hanging. I had, like, basically one friend while I was out here. Um, he who's on the <laughs> like second episode of the podcast, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and the way we started hanging out was first, I did a short film about, um, my about this experience I had hitchhiking back from this festival where, like, you got into a I like, here's like with these crazy people we went to a car wash and then they had like a marriage ending fight in the car wash
1: <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah it was really
0: shit. intense i didn't know these people and i had been in a car with them for like 20 minutes at that <laughs> point
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah dude. it was a
0: really intense experience so like we made a surfing about that and then later and then like a month later we started shooting a longer thing and like then we started doing that pretty regularly we would talk during that like and yeah that's just like how i i think when you're creative like that's and if you're not able to find a job doing it and you're not really fully seeking a job doing it, it's just like a way to hang out. It's a way to it's a fun thing to do with your time. Really? Yeah, absolutely. And like Vazirina Zine, like the, the girl, Vazirina Zine called Asswife. Wife. <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> the girl writing it was saying like in her first issue, she's talked about how she just moved to LA. She doesn't have any friends. She has anything to do. So she's just making a scene like, and she's releasing it still, but like it's, and I'm doing this podcast cause I don't have any friends anymore out here. So like it's the way to talk to people. It's just when you're a creative person, it's just what you do after a while. Like if you're yeah. not watching something or, or working together, I mean, we're working together again. Like it's just a fun thing to do. It's a fun way to get people together Without it being like contrived, I guess.
1: Right. No, I totally understand. Like you and I are not the kind of people who are like, hey, I'm going to have some people over tomorrow night. I'm going to have some beer and
0: hang out. Yeah, no. You and I are like,
1: if you want to go to a diner and maybe write or or like talk about shooting something.
0: It opens spontaneously, but like we're not the kind of people to make plans to have fun. Like, yeah. I, I, I know there's like, I like on a previous episode, I had a guy who's really into board games and like, he talked about that sort of community. Like they just play board games together, but like, we don't have that. Like, and we don't, we don't really play video games either. Do you?
1: Not really. I play Minecraft. Yeah.
0: So like, it's like, I don't a solo thing. Yeah, I don't either. So like, we need something to connect with people on. So either it's talking about movies or it's making them.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I let me like reiterate. I would love to play video games. Because yeah, they me look, too. like a lot
0: of fun. <laughs> I just I I can't afford I, it and I don't. Get
1: I it. can't. I'm just too dumb. Yeah. I'm out too. <laughs> like if I yeah, I'm just so dumb. Anyway. I also, I
0: get really frustrated with them. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like that's the thing. that's another thing with like. Making a film, it's like not competitive at all. And if you're like really sensitive yes. to competition, it's such a relief <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not competitive unless you make it competitive. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Which is um,
0: exhausting and then you don't work yeah. with those people again.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no. That is no fun. Yeah. I've done that. I've like worked with people who uh make it like a fight. You yeah. wanna try to make it a fight or make it a thing where it's like <laughs>
0: It's a battle of who gets on, whose stuff gets on screen and everything. And
1: yeah, that or like, this is my moment. Right. And this is all about me. Yeah. Which is why. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. I mean, like, I, I don't like that. Um, I don't like when I feel that myself, you know? Yeah. So I'd like stifle it down. No. (laughs) So, you know, when you're trying to do something in a really like collaborative effort to get other people to be like, wait a minute. I thought this was my, I thought this was the me show.
0: Right. You know, it's
1: kind of like, I don't know. It's not frustrating, but it is like, it makes it less fun when you work on something. That's what I like about doing this is having people who I admire and respect being like, okay, so I need, I'll say like, I need, you know, a fire engine made out of cardboard that a person can stand on. Um, and then I'll give that to our guy, Matt Reed, who builds, builds a lot of our props. And, um, miniatures. And he will take that and then do something I, you know, completely, you know, within the, within like that kind of tight parameter, he'll make something really fucking cool that I would have never thought of. I have these two artists, uh, these three artists in the other room, uh, John Jean Cola, Kevin Boylan and Cassie Bressler. And like they did the models on the pilot for Anadonia and it was so fucking incredible. And I just was like, Oh my God, I need to get these guys to do something on the new season. So they're building all of the new sets and they're building a lot of props and they're just like so fucking good (laughs) that like, I don't like to give them, I don't like to give them really any input when they're making stuff. Yeah, I'll say like, I'll say like, this is my basic idea. Please do whatever you want though, because I don't want to, I'm sure that whatever you come up with will be cooler than what I thought of.
0: So here's something I know we both run into though. And I'm wondering how you, if you can talk about it, um, or if you have dealt with it on this show, just so when you are having people work with you for free, um, some people, unfortunately, like I try and keep it, I try and keep things as small as possible and just make it as much like a hangout thing as possible. But sometimes when you're doing things with more production value, like you're doing, you will, some people will just see it as a job And because they're not getting paid, they'll make a lot of promises and then just not get you what you need. Have you been running into that at all?
1: I have run into that in the past. I haven't really run into it this time. How do you deal with it? How have I dealt with it by not bringing those people back?
0: Really? That's it? You Um, you, You continue to push them until you get the product you need and then you just cut off contact?
1: Well, what, what's happened in the past is that people will want to work on it or be a part of it, and then they'll say, like, yeah, 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 I'll do this, and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then if they don't do that, then it's just like, I don't. they don't owe me anything. Um, I can't get angry at them for not holding themselves to their word. Right. Um so all I can do is be like all right this really pisses me off and really annoys me but I can't I can't like justify being angry about it for longer than 5 minutes you know what I mean Right Um all I can say all I can really do is just like no know... I'm better <laughs> cutting people off in like on projects than in my real life hmm. If someone is just like bad for me in real life I like will not I will like, continue to <laughs> Hang out with them but when it comes to a project, I'll be like, "Nope, you're bad. You're toxic for the project. You're gone." Huh? Um, but never that. You know, I'll never like tell somebody that. I'll never be like that, like up front. Not up front, but I'll never be that like intense or in someone's face about it.
0: Are you saying you're being passive then in it, or?
1: Um, well, it's the the only people that this has happened with were people who um, said they were going to do something, didn't do it. And then just disappeared anyway. Oh, Okay, it's never really been. It's kind of it, this is this is a project that has to be. You choose your own level of involvement mm-hmm. because there's so many moving parts and there's so many different things that I can't constantly keep up with people and be like, "Hey, I need. You, hey, you're going to do this. Hey, you're going to come in and do this." It's like either people are going to do it or they're not going to do it. Hmm. Um, and at that point, like all I can really be upset with or get angry the only person i get angry with is myself for not for allowing that to happen
0: well what do you do Um, to uh, compensate in those situations then like how
1: do you deal with that i just do it myself really usually i usually either do it myself or like beg a friend Hmm. there's there there are very few there have not been very many times where I've had to beg somebody to do something. Right. There have been many times where I've come into the studio and I've been like, so this person bailed and now I'm trying to do this on my own. And luckily the people that I trust and who I hold dear, near and dear to my heart and who help me will be like, that's okay. We'll figure it out together. Yeah, It's like a very supportive, warm, loving community.
0: Yeah.
1: Here's the thing. Uh, you t- you talk to people, you get involved with people who want to work on these projects because you assume that their goal is similar to your goal, which is you want to do this for the rest of your life. Yeah. Or you want to do something similar to this or something in this field of making stuff. Right. You know, at, like, professionally. And, like, I, you know, that doesn't exclude people who do it for fun or people who do it as a hobby. Like, that's that's fucking great you know like uh, but
0: um i think i I imagine that's most of it honestly
1: what hobbyists people who are doing this for fun
0: yeah that like want to do it for real but are but also see it as a hobby
1: yeah yeah no and that's that's fine and understandable too um but when you when you're talking about people who are younger yeah and like i do run into this every now and then people who are younger who are like yeah i want to do this like professionally yeah and then they just like aren't professional at all. And there's no sanctity to doing an indie web series with puppets, you know, like this. <laughs> and I'm not holding people up to that, but like, you know, it's very telling when someone's like, Yeah, I want to do this, and then they just can't, you know, be bothered to do it. It's yeah. like, okay, well then clearly you don't really wanna do it, I like guess. Yeah. I I'm, I don't want to sound bitter because no, I'm no, not.
0: I mean, I'm not either. And I totally but understand. Like, I'm just saying, like, I understand that whatever it takes to get the project done
1: (laughs) yeah 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 and it's it's one of those things where um i actually feel bad because there's a lot of great people i've worked with in the past who i've wanted to work on this Mm -hmm. and like it just didn't you know the time didn't line up right or they were too busy or whatever yeah um and those people were not there you know those people are not people that i passively didn't ask to come back Mm -hmm. they're people who i just you know just for whatever that. reason, they weren't able to come back. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, absolutely, that's fantastic. Sorry, I was just talking. To... This is Kent Borsma. Kent, this is my friend Rob Muggy. What's up, Rob? Hey. <laughs> <Mugge>? uh-huh. <laughs> Kent is animating all of the stop motion scenes and oh, building. Cool. Yeah, building all the puppets for that.
0: That's a really but awesome
1: talent. <laughs> yes, I like it too. Yeah, no, it's like he's probably the only person in Philadelphia I'm aware of that can do anything like that. Wow. And do it super fucking sweet. That's right, Ken. <laughs> He's incredible. Um, he was the drummer for Univox. Did you ever listen to them? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Univox. They're really cool. You okay. check, them. check them out. Yeah. On the um, internet.
0: I guess, <laughs> I guess one last thing we should cover out of, I mean, you're still doing this with Scrapple TV, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we yes. should talk a little bit about them I guess cuz they're the ones that have sort of helped you bring this web series to reality, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so between them and the Monkey Boys, Scrapple is more of the I guess the Monkey Boys is like, you know, that's that's where we build that, that's where we build everything, that's where we design everything, that's where all of the artists go like every, you know, day of the week to, you know, build and work on stuff, but the Scrapple TV is more of our production end of things. Like, they, you know, supply the lights, um, the sound equipment, you know, all that stuff. Um, and, and they, you know, they're the ones that promote it and put it up on the web, on the internet, and they put it out there for us, you know. Um, and we work with Kevin Gallagher, who's just, like, really top-notch at that stuff. He's like a machine. <laughs> What do you mean? Like as far as promotion goes? As far as everything goes. It's like, really? I like he's the kind of person who can just work 16 days in a row <laughs> with like two hours of sleep each night and come in every day with the same kind of like, Hey, what's up? Like, you know, <laughs> like even disposition where you're like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like yeah. I would be gnawing my eyes out of my <laughs> head if I were you right now. <laughs> um and Lord you, Jesus Christ what's very interesting yeah <laughs> uh, yeah no he's 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 great
0: yeah um
1: yeah uh it's cool it's very very cool and his it was his idea initially to be like why don't you scrap the 20 minute five episodes and just do 5 minute episodes that are like kind of clickbait which the first season is um Mm. and i don't know if you've seen that but it's very different than the pilot um this new season is a narrative it's like going to be eight minute or eight episodes of basically i guess like a 50 or 60 minute movie that we're cutting into these eight episodes um
0: so it's sort of like a adult swim sort of format though it sounds like
1: yeah it's more like that like Which Frisky kind of,
0: Dingo, kind of, that, yeah. that sort of narrative yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arc. Yeah, yes. I mean, each episode has elements that could make them be their, you know, standalone. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it is a narrative. And the last... I'm, it, it all kind of follows the same story. It, it, you know, it, it it's, it's... Initially, you know, we wanted it to be a narrative that were some sort of self-contained. And they are to an extent, but it really works at least in the scripts it's 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 kind of like it's kind of like a a, like a sketch narrative i guess um kind of like when it's kind of like holy grail uh or the kids in the hall movie brain candy so there is a narrative but the narrative is very loose Mm -hmm. and it's kind of um i'm not comparing it to those things by the way (laughs) i'm just using those as examples we wanted it to a story mm-hmm. and we wanted to follow the characters and have things actually happen to the characters that made them you know change and grow maybe a little bit yeah it's they don't really change or grow <laughs> kind of just like our are, are self-absorbed and then they, they continue to be self-absorbed um it's just like a mini little puppet epic adventure
0: and are you setting up for a season three in this season? oh yeah i
1: mean the pilot ends like the <laughs> someone asked me this the other day and I said, Oh, well the pilots non-canon like kind of as a joke. <laughs> uh, but if I'm, you know, if I think of it that way, it really, you know, is non-canonical. Right. Um, but yeah, this ends in a way that it would set up a sec, a third season. That being said, I don't know if I can do a third season really? the same way yeah. I'm doing this one.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Like um, that's why I really am hoping that this season broadens our fan base okay so that we can do a third season but i can actually pay people to do a third season yeah um i would need to i I can't ask people just like and it's it's not like i don't think i think that everybody would just be totally willing to do it again Uh, but i personally don't want to do it i feel i feel like i have to start paying people because it's shitty having it feels shitty having these like amazing artists around you all day doing these amazing things and you're just like I can't like you know like it fucking sucks because yeah. you're like this is amazing thank you so much all <laughs> i can give you is my thanks yeah. and like the the promise that like if we get money to do, the, do this again like i'm paying you you're the person i'm you know gonna have come in here they get paid a lot of people are also doing this because they like the project and because they want to have stuff on their portfolio right so it's really cool to have that too and i really appreciate that Um, but I, I, I would like to do more. Mm -hmm. I would love to continue to do Anadonia, but I need to be able to pay people to do it. All right. Well,
0: I guess we can wrap up there for this one. Um, (laughs) Okay. How do people find the first season and when does the second season air also?
1: So the second season should start airing in mid to late September. Is it once a week? It's going to – we did the first season once every other week. Okay. So I think we're going to do that again. Okay. Um, I might just get impatient and put them – and just do it once a week, but I might also just drag it out. Sure. Excuse me. And you can find it on Facebook. Welcome to Anhedonia, A-N-H-E-D-O-N-I-A. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go – same thing with YouTube. You can just, if you find our YouTube, if you find, uh, it's a very difficult word to just say to people. It's like, oh yeah, look it up, Anedonia. Figure out how to spell it. <laughs>
0: well, I'll put a link on the blog too.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, um, but yeah. You do you know. have
0: like a Twitter or a, there is or a Twitter blog or anything for
1: it? Uh, I have a personal Tumblr. Okay. Which is just like KevinJKellyJr.tumblr, I think, or .com or whatever.
0: Yeah. That's how they usually go, .tumblr.com. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so dumb. No,
0: no, it's fine. I'm just uh, saying. I'm not, I'm, I don't mean to be condescending. I'm just saying like, yes, no, no, these no, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Okay. I was, I was just calling myself dumb. No, you know? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you can Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all okay. the regular things. Instagram. Um, Instagram, too? Yeah, Instagram. For you or for the show? Uh, for the show. Oh, really? Okay. I have one too, but I don't ever really use it. Yeah. Um, It's whatever. I have my own Twitter too, but again, I really only (laughs) retweet things from the show. Okay. Um, But yeah, if you go to my Tumblr, you can see a lot of like, and this is actually, I'm actually really excited about this. I'm really excited to, once we are into production, start posting how we made things, because there's a lot of things in the season that we're doing that are really neat, cool, practical effects stuff that I haven't seen done. On like such an, a small indie scale mm-hmm. um, So I'm excited to kind of post tutorials And like not even tutorials but like how we made those So that'll be fun
0: This is like what's his name like Rick Savini sort of Practical effects or
1: Who's Rick Savini why do I know that name
0: Wasn't he the one that worked with like People in the 80s <laughs> Was it, I think it, no Todd Savini right
1: Todd Savini
0: is, Who the fuck is the living dead guy <laughs> Who did the oh, He made the yeah. remake too. Did Tom Savini? Tom Savini, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, did, I'm yeah. Tom fucking Savini, terrible yeah. with okay. names. So oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, you you're you're right. It's are fun. Yeah, like I, I like love um I just love that kind of stuff. Like that, I love
0: Is that what, what you're doing with this sort of like that sort of stuff? Like the eighties horror sort of practical effects?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of like <laughs> there's a lot of miniatures and uh, humans interacting with like a rear projection screen of a miniature <laughs> or front projection screen. Um, there's a lot of like just people having things ripped out of them <laughs> in like a really goofy, <laughs> silly way. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm well, super excited.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, I never watched the first season. No, I did watch all of Stormy and Baker. I just never just kept slipping my mind. But I'm excited for the new season. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited too. Stormy and Baker was fun because it was kind of like we were getting ready to do the first season of Anadonia. Yeah, and that was kind of like boot camp, I guess. Right. To sort think of it that way. Yeah.
0: And um, yeah, the uh, promotional picture that Christian and Sarah did is amazing looking. Beautiful, right? Yeah. yeah. The They're spacesuit. so
1: fucking talented. Oh yeah, that yeah. was so cool.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited to see what that's all about. I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, like to like full disclosure it has nothing to do with anything there's Um, no spacesuit or
0: like 2001 mm, sort of stuff
1: actually i take that back there is um there are spacesuits and i think there's an homage to 2001 i might be wrong about that how can you forget it's like um, half an
0: hour or something of footage uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's like some weird oh are, are we talking about the new season in the new season, there's, like, some weird homages to, like, movies and stuff. It's yeah. not too overt. Um, okay. But there's also, and there is, there are spacesuits in the new season.
0: Um, okay, cool. I like yeah. spacesuits.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, July, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you about that later. Um sure. But July, starting, we start shooting July 12th. We shoot throughout the summer, and then we'll start posting it in September.
0: Holy shit. So, you're, like, less than a month turnaround on these then?
1: Yeah. We, 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 we really bust our asses trying to get these things done. Wow. Wow. Um, and as you know, I don't do anything else. So
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not working right now.
1: No. Wow.
0: You, I have no idea how you're doing this. Then. Uh, credit card that no.
1: <laughs> no, I don't have a credit. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I live with my dad. Yeah. I home Because I was like, uh, when we did the, I've just been like kind of floating around for the last few years, like living out of my car, living on couches, you know? And then I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to move in with my dad. I'm going to do this. And yeah. then that's that. I kind of, you know, this season is very big for me. Uh, personally, it's important um, because I'm just kind of seeing what's going to happen next.
0: You know, Yeah, like, no, I understand. Like, just,
1: yeah. you got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've got a lot.
0: Right. Well, it's like Kevin yeah. Smith with clerks. He's like, He like, I mean, this is why he put himself in clerks, but just, he said like, if nothing else, I need to put everything I had into this just so I'd have the poster so I can point to myself in the poster, say like, I'm, I'm in this and I made this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's like exactly why I'm doing this. Like I'm doing this because I have to. And because at the end of the day, I want to be like, once it's all said and done, I'll be like, I fucking did it. Yeah. I made this thing.
0: I remember when you were making, when you started making this five years ago. (laughs)
1: yeah it's kind of become this doesn't even have to be recorded but yeah no, I was just saying um, I I guess that I'm at a point where it was like I either have to we were either going to make this season or make a movie really and I was like fuck it let's do this season because we already have things built up for it I already have things I can show people yeah Uh, we're already everybody's already behind the production of this if I try to jump into a different production I might lose credibility or like you know <laughs> people's interest right
0: so, um, yeah i mean you're game a to work for free you want to do the thing they're willing to do
1: yeah so i was like fuck it we'll just do the season and like that's why the season is basically a movie
0: hmm. um that's really cool are you gonna release like a movie of, like 12 ounce mouse then afterward
1: oh oh yeah absolutely like uh our plan is to release these episodes and then kind of like maybe try to tour with it. Oh, cool. Um, I, I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, I would love to see where it goes.
0: Yeah. what 12 ounce mouse is they released all the episodes on adult swim, obviously. And then when it was done, they released, they stitched it all together as a three hour movie on DVD Really? Yeah, and put some like additional scenes in or shots in or whatever to c- to connect it better and everything.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. really cool I had no idea. Yeah. I actually have to go to the bathroom, but um. Actually, I,
0: sh- I mean, I should probably go though, cause I have to definitely. I have to be up at six thirty to go to work. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're all enjoying or have enjoyed the show as much as I am enjoying my lentil soup right now. I also hope that uh, you enjoyed listening to the same interview twice in different but equal ways. I think you can pretty much gather. All the same information from those Three and a half minutes that just played As listening to the other hour and ten At least from my fucking Marble mouth Next week on the show Will have to be another surprise At the moment because I God damn lentils I I don't know who's going to be on uh, I have a few interviews lined up this week that are extremely interesting to me, at least. And uh, one of those will have to be the one that goes up, or something completely different. So, submit your guests suggestions or your own interviews to the blog undressingunderground.tumblr.com to my email undressingunderground at gmail.com on twitter okay, Cupid at FalconVane. falcon like the bird that'll probably steal my cats off my balcony one day and take them far away to eat them and make me sad and vain like the thing i will cut open if that happens Oh, what else? Don't forget to send your short stories, poems, psalms, what have you uh, to the blog or the email or the Twitter or the whatever. Or you can just leave a poem or short story or rant or rave or ad or whatever on the official voicemail of this show you are still fucking listening to for some reason number for that is 260 punk pod 260 is the area code and the rest is whatever punk pod is I don't have the number in front of me so you'll have to figure it on your own or go to the blog or my twitter where I have the number written out I don't mean to sound indignant but I always am especially when I'm sober Also, leave us a review on iTunes. Please, make this seem like a real podcast that people should... I don't know if they should listen to it, but they might should talk me to. Or you. Seriously. Do some interviews, people. Send me them. I want to make this as much like a zine as possible. Just patchwork of a name bullshit and not just my own don't forget to subscribe as well and send me money if you do the comment or the money I'll send you a special thing I swear new tea time next week along with whatever
1: so long my naked mole people